This is Punk Rock and Politics, and today is January 24th, 2017, and this is episode number five. Let's do this. These days are strange, it's true. I would bomb the shit out of them. If you think that punk rock doesn't mix with politics, you're wrong. Welcome to Punk Rock and Politics. Today we're talking to the guys from Nervous Defects and Hattie from the Stalins of Sound. They recently played at the anti-inaugural ball in San Diego, California at the Grassroots Oasis. We'll get their views on newly elected President Trump and his impact on music. Then we'll wrap up the show talking about the Women's March and President Trump's inauguration. So let's get to the political mosh pit. But first, here's the news of the week. Here's what's making news. Those are some sounds from the Women's March. It's estimated that worldwide over one million people participated in Saturday's Women's March. And on Friday, reality TV star Donald Trump officially became the 45th President of the United States. On Monday, President Trump signed his first three executive orders. Withdrawal from the Trans-Pacific Partnership or the TPP, cuts in funding for international organizations performing abortions, and a freeze on hiring federal employees employees except for military jobs. And on this day, January 24th, 1970, the Mini Moog synthesizer was introduced by Dr. Robert Moog, allowing artists to use the synthesizer on stage, changing live performances forever. And that's the news of the week! I rang in the new president with a punk rock show. The anti-inaugural ball at one of my favorite venues in San Diego, the Grassroots Oasis. With fuck Trump signs and anti-Trump artwork filling the space that had a great political punk vibe in the air. The opening act was Nervous Defects, a garage punk band from San Diego, California, and I was able to catch them during a cigarette break and talk about nothing more than punk rock and politics. And I'm here with um, Daniel Hernandez. And he's with the he's with the band, Nervous Defects. Nervous Defects. So I know you guys are like hardcore uh, punk. Consider yourself also like grindcore. Uh, or... no, not so much so much grindcore. Uh, uh, like garage, like gunk, just punk, dirty, rock, dirty rock, <laughs> garage punk, gunk, s- s- punk rock. I don't know. Not punk rock and soul. It's uh, punk rock and roll. <laughs> and that was the uh, drummer right there. That's Victor. Uh, Victor Santana, drummer, Nervous Defects. Yeah. Awesome. So, what do you guys think uh, Trump presidency will do for punk rock and music in general? Well, I mean, I hopefully it inspires a couple of people to you know, just rally themselves and align themselves. I think uh, you know everybody's sort of been fragmented. It's probably be difficult for everybody to kind of get behind some kind of singular ideology but you know 
something like this, I think, would at least like get people together, at least get get people talking, get people thinking. The get... right message, you know. It's a positive message, you know. Whether whether we're just throwing out ideas that att- uh, tend to look negative, maybe we're just throwing words out there that you should uh, more or less look into definitions that you might not even be uh, familiar with or got separated from along the way you know i for, i forget words you know as i get older <laughs> i forget myself well, well, maybe it'll just spark a dialogue or something between people and then in all sorts of manner of art and music and stuff like that you know definitely and that's it, why we're here right yeah i mean traditionally there's been like you know a reactionary scene against you know the powers that be you know all the way back from like folk music blues music there was protest music uh Protests. 60s and 70s and stuff like that punk rock in the 80s so I think people have been laying dormant I mean, we had it pretty good the past 8 years so there's nothing really to kind of like voice against but you know I think now people need to kind of awake from their sleep, from their slumber right. and just see what's going on all hands on deck mm-hmm. <laughs> take, take a look, you know, identity politics figure yourself out yes, that's I've been railing against identity politics on my uh, podcast a lot. So, all right, before I guys let you guys go and finish smoking your cigarettes, uh, what's what's one of the biggest like issues of 2017? Do you think, or something that you guys are really concerned about politically or you know social uh, pol- issue? Uh, I you know I just I do this to wake I do music to just to wake myself up and do it for me for foremost you know and I don't really like. And there's never really been a political agenda other than just like in a sense my music is to just like uh awaken the spirits you know cool fuck yeah all right well we're gonna go out on uh, one of your songs what 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 are we gonna hear right now uh we'll listen to uh nervous defects bsd it's a song that i created in like 20 minutes or 30 minutes even recording wise and everything so it was a success and uh yeah, and it sounds clean. I think it's one of the cleanest songs we got right now. They, nice. Yeah. Those are always the best songs that you just, like, bust out and record. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, here we go. Here's Nervous Defect. Another musician I was able to catch up and talk with at the anti-inaugural ball was Hattie, the lead vocalist and single guitarist for the Stalins of Sound, who are a punk outfit from San Diego, California. They are known for creating a dystopian landscape that pounds with totalitarian drum machines, relentless bass-piercing keyboards, and buzzsaw guitar, and 
Paranoic Vocals. They have a brand new album titled Biology Museum, and this is the opening track titled Functional Regressive. Here, check it out. We're still at the anti-inaugural ball, and I have um, Hattie. Hattie with the Stalinists of Sound, and they just finished up an awesome set. I just wanted to ask a few questions. How, what's the inspiration for your music? Too many things to name, mostly just general punk rock depravity and um, having an outlet that is my own and my own space to escape from the world, I guess. I don't know about escape necessarily, but... Basically, my own space that I create. Yeah, definitely. And like a therapy, uh, right? I guess. Okay. I don't like the. I, so, many, so, many, so many bands use that word. It's I'm very like, cliche. Yeah, no, it it's is, very cliche. It is. It's um, easy to say it like that. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've been playing guitar since I was 11, and now I'm 11, now I'm 36. And so, oh, you don't. You look great for your age. Thank you. Thank you very much. He, he really does look great for his age. Thank you. I'm a vegan, and I quit oh, smoking. There you and, go. That's uh, why. Yoga. You know? Oh wow! Okay, so oh, so are you? Uh, you're playing at this anti-inaugural ball. Are you guys like actually like politically active, or is that just I, something that kind of? I used to be politically active, um, mostly with like uh, 
like a free Palestine type of things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then now with this whole thing, it's like leftists have been asleep at the wheel and guilty yes. as charged. I've been one yes. of them. Yeah. So now with this whole thing, it's like kind of reinvigorating us to, you know. Reunite. Yeah, that, and that was kind of leads me right into my next question. Is what do you think a Trump presidency is going to do for punk rock and music I don't in think it's going to do anything for music in general. Okay. Um, I, I know that a lot of people are pushing that agenda, but if you're musicians are the ones that are, you know, being oppressed or being targeted uh, or, you know, not musicians necessarily, but people that are from minority groups um, are being targeted. Those minority groups are not going to be able to to create or they're not going to have the free time to actually create artistic movements. The thing that, that people um, associate the whole, like, punk rock movement in the Ronald Reagan era mm-hmm. is... Is, is, is false because there was already punk rock it was already happening it was it was still fresh it's kind of right just, time right moment yeah. kind of thing yeah. yeah right now there's no new thing that I'm aware of and maybe I'm old and maybe I don't know because if Jello Biafra said this perfectly when he mentioned that if there was going to be a new um, a new punk rock we're already too old to recognize what it is mm. and, we're, and we're probably already too old to, to, to really appreciate it and so maybe it's just like a thing of of self-criticism and self-awareness, maybe. So, I mean, how would I know what's the new hip thing for young, for kids that are like 20 years younger than me? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and it'd be almost like... Um, it would be like us trying to perceive what mm-hmm. it is would be... I, don't, I can't think of that yeah. word. It'd be like the, the old people trying to tell us that yeah, was what exactly. punk rock was yeah. against yeah. originally. Yeah. Yeah, so we need to pass the mantle. Yeah, pass the mantle or see who else is out there. I'm not passing the mantle for nobody. I'm doing my own thing, and I don't care what the fuck anybody else does. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, I'm, hey, you're here, you're making a difference, yeah. and you're playing music. So. That's what matters. Yeah, definitely. All right, so what, what's one, to before we uh, let you go, what's one big issue of 2017 that you think? Uh, the biggest issue, which is the most obvious one, is that now we have a fascist administration in, in, in office, yeah. a truly fascist administration. Like, no yeah. fucking questions about it. Yeah. They are, are anti the multicultural society that we live in. And that needs to be addressed. Because overwhelmingly, the, more, the, the majority of Americans are not like that. Yeah. Or at least they, they think of themselves as not like that. Yeah, definitely. You know? Um, yeah, I think you're right. That's definitely one of the biggest things that's going to be going on this year. So uh, we're going to go out here and we're going to listen to a little bit of the songs of sound, a song. So what, what song are we going to hear? Uh, let's hear Prison Planet. Awesome. Well, here's Prison Planet. And thanks, thanks for doing the interview, man. Thank you for having us. Definitely.
Also, this past Saturday, there was a women's march, and about um, estimated over a million w- people, mainly women, um, marched all across the world. It was definitely over a million. And we also know is most likely more people went there um, to the march than actually attended Donald Trump's inauguration, which was the Friday, the day before. So this Women's March is kind of an interesting subject that I, um, I, I really, I hate, I don't want to shit on any protest or any group going out um, and protesting, but when a protest is sanctioned by the corporate elite and the government, it's not really a protest anymore, it's more of a parade. I heard of that online. I think that's very true with this organization and this this parade. I think it started organically. Uh, from what I understand, one lady posted online that she wanted to march the day after. And then people latched on and it went from there. But see, once organizations like moveon.org get a hold of it, they co-opt it. And they sh- they they completely astroturf this entire movement, what could be an organic wonderful movement. I go and I look on the TV in Washington, D.C., I believe, is Debbie Washerman Schultz, who's pretty much responsible for giving us President Trump because she rigged the primary election to get Bernie Sanders, to to rig it against Bernie Sanders. So we know that these people rigged the election in the primary. They're silent. They're then supporting Hillary Clinton later. And now they're completely outraged, and now they want to do so much stuff. And it, I, I, like I said, I really hate to call out the protesters because I think everyone who's doing it is organic, and they actually have a right to do it. And I think it's good getting people out in the streets and getting them to organize and talk and um, to air their grievances. That's a good thing. But when you have these groups like moveon.org and the corporate elite Democrats coming in and trying to co-opt this wonderful movement, that's where I kind of get upset. So there's so many different things to talk about what happened. Um, but the main one that's making the news is Madonna talking about bombing the White House. I'm not really going to play that or talk about that because that's just too easy. However, I did listen to Madonna's speech and it was just ridiculous. I, I, I almost feel bad for it, but I'm going to play a few little samples here and we're going to go through it. And it's just... It kind of shows the hypocrisy of these rich elite liberals. You know, they're totally okay with corruption when Obama's in office. They're totally okay with war when Obama's in office. They would have been okay with it if Hillary would have won. But, oh no, Donald Trump's in office, so we have to, you know, oh, it's a fascist America. I agree. Donald Trump totally has fascist tendencies. That, you can't really deny that. However... It's taken a fascist to get in, or a potential fascist to get into office in order for you to do anything. Now you're complaining. The corporatism over the past 30 years hasn't upset you. The war, the nonstop war in Afghanistan and all across the Middle East for over 16 years, that hasn't outraged you. It's taken the election of Donald Trump to now finally get you mad enough to be able to do something about it.
Well, here, we're going to go to the first uh, Madonna, outrageous Madonna clip. Uh, here it is. Welcome to the revolution of love. To the rebellion. To our refusal as women to accept this new age oh, of tyranny. so now you want a revolution. You Now you don't want a progressive who can get things done. You want a revolution now that Donald Trump got in office. Now we need a revolution to get evil Donald Trump out. We don't need a revolution to raise the minimum wage, to, to provide health insurance to everyone. No, no, no. Oh, we need a revolution to get mean Donald Trump out. Come on. this The hypocrisy is just insane with that. Here's the next clip. It seems as though we had all slipped into a false sense of comfort that justice would prevail and that good would win in the end. Well, good did not win this election. But good will win in the end. Is she for real? Is she seriously saying that Hillary Clinton, neoliberal queen Warhawk, is good? She's good. I don't think anyone actually in the election actually thought Hillary was good. I think anyone, everyone who was actually voting for Hillary just thought, well, she's not Trump. You know, she's better than Trump. No one actually thought Hillary Clinton was good. What do you mean Hillary Clinton good didn't win the election this year? What does that mean? Good wasn't even on the ballot. I couldn't even vote for good. I had to vote for Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. See, that's the problem with the left. No one calls them out. I mean, I consider myself a very, very left progressive. However, I call the left out. I've been calling out Obama for the past eight years, well, when he was president, um, about his drone strikes and the illegal wars that he was conducting. I called him out on that, you know? And a lot of these liberals, they were nowhere to be found. Nowhere, nowhere. And now, all of a sudden, after eight years, here they come. Oh, we have to fight and against Donald Trump. And they don't really even want i'm gonna to go to the next clip and finish it up here we go and to our detractors that insist that this march will never add up to anything fuck you fuck you It is the beginning of much-needed change. Change that will require sacrifice, people. Change that will require many of us to make different choices in our lives. But this is the hallmark of revolution. So, my question to you today is, are you ready? I said, are you ready? Say yes, we're ready. Say yes, we're ready. One more time. And then they kind of just chant, yes, we're ready for a while. I mean, there she goes again with the whole revolution talk. I mean, 
I thought you wanted a progressive who gets things done. If you wanted a revolution, where have you been? Where have you been for the past year when the people actually wanted a revolution to get stop wars, to provide health insurance for every American, to raise the minimum wage to a living wage, to provide affordable housing? Where were you during that time? You were nowhere to be found. See, and that's, that is just the hypocrisy of these liberals. And that's why the Women's March, I respect it. And then she goes and says, oh, fuck you. You know, Madonna, just, just please, this is your one grasp of trying to become relevant or something. I mean, you tried to do a comeback in the 90s that didn't work. And all you had was sex that to sell. And that's it. And now you're super old. And sex isn't going to sell anymore for you. So... You have to get up here and make these provocative statements. I mean, it really is divisive, and it's not really helping. Also, you're not intellectually honest because you haven't been anywhere for the past eight years. And when you say, we need change, what do you mean? What change? This is going to be hard. We're going to have to change our lifestyle. But she didn't even say what we have to do, like the specific things in order to change. That's really my my problem with this whole speech. All right, well, I got to wrap it up. That's enough of that. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk more about that later. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully I'm wrong, and hopefully Madonna's right, and hopefully that woman's march does turn into something. Hopefully it does create um, more of a progressive movement and actually uh, propels forward. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it will, but I'm very skeptical because... The past eight years, they really haven't been anywhere when a lot of the problems have been the same problems. These problems are here because of Clinton, well, Reagan, Clinton, Bush, you know, and Obama. Well, Bush number one and number two. So I want to move on before I don't want to take up too much time. That's enough time. So good on everyone for getting out there and marching and being very peaceful and making a showing. I mean, over a million. Those pictures are powerful. Um, good on everyone for going out. But, you know, shameful for you, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, for showing your face in that march. Oh, my God. What are you thinking? Same with you, Madonna. You guys are you guys. All the people who are trying to co-op the movement. We know who you are, and we're not that stupid. We're not going to let you co-opt the movement. So, all right. Well, like I was saying, uh, Tiny Hands Donald, he actually he got in an argument, um, speaking of the Women's March, uh, with, with the press about the crowd size uh, at his inauguration on Friday versus the crowd size of uh, the Women's March. So the conservative media is saying that Donald Trump's inauguration was the most watched in history. So what they're taking into account is TV ratings and internet ratings, which uh, a lot of internet ratings, you can't take that ratings. And the Nielsen ratings, I don't think they have um, the statistics for that because it was aired on so many different channels. Also with the internet, you can't really keep track of that. So that's not really, you can't track whether it was or wasn't. But let's even give them that. Okay, there's still more people protesting, physically went there. So what What means more? Oh, I watched it on TV versus I physically went there. So I'm sure a lot of people watched the inauguration of Donald Trump just 
because I mean, people watch um, horrible movies. People watch car accidents when they drive by. People want to see a disaster like Donald Trump. People were probably hoping, some people were probably hoping that something would interrupt it and it actually wouldn't happen. So I'm sure a lot of people watched it. However, actually physically going there, that's like, that's the hardcore supporters. So the people who actually physically went there, um, those those are the hardcore supporters. And what happened is more people protested, more people went out to the street and voiced their their dissatisfaction with Trump then went there and supported him. And that's a big deal. None is a huge deal. And here we are again. Trump's not arguing about his tiny hand. Trump is um, upset about talking about the size, his crowd size. So we're off to an interesting start this year. And you know what? We're going to close it out with another song from the Stalins of Sound. They were really awesome. That was a great show. And we're going to take it out with another one from the Stalins of Sound. Go check them out. All their links are going to be posted below. Or just Google Stalins of Sound. They're a local band from San Diego. And you can't go wrong. All right. Thanks for checking out Punk Rock and Politics. If you enjoyed the show and the information brought to you, please like and share the video. 
thanks. We'll see you next time. And rock on, political junkies. I think our all our society is run by insane people for insane object objectives. Doing a better job of talking to each other. The left hand now knows what the right hand is doing. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? And he referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you.